Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back once again with another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team, the Houston Texans, every single day. And as always, I am your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. NFL analyst John, some sports guy Hickman, along with the just happy to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talking news podcast, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi. Why? Well, the good folks at Pepsi want us to let you know, especially from my own experience, that Pepsi is undoubtedly the best because throughout everything this year with the NFL and sports in general, uh, it's been different, but Pepsi has been here to get us ready for game day, no matter how we watched it. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. We are the passionate fans that are the real generational talent that Pepsi looks for and fuels. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com and check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. For today's show, we want to discuss some of the young guys on offense and the young guys on defense. Look at the progression we've seen from them uh, from week one throughout week 17, well, 16, heading into week 17 to cap off the year, and also some contract situations that the Texans can possibly uh, benefit from either moving around, reconstructing, or just overall releasing that player if it makes more sense for them. But I would like to say that the Texans did sign receiver Damian Ratley from their practice squad. This happened on Monday, and in order for them to make room for Ratley, they released uh, CJ Procise. Procise only rushed for 19 yards on 10 carries, caught five passes for 18 yards and a touchdown in 10 games that he appeared in for Houston. Uh, and the last time we saw him on the field was week 14. Uh, the Texans also was awarded safety Geno Stone off waivers from the Baltimore Ravens. So going into the last week of the NFL season, will the Texans give Stone some playing time? Will we see some of Ratley? We don't know. All of these guys could simply be ready to play whenever their number are called, uh, if their numbers are called or not. But uh, that's what's going on with Houston's transactions uh, for the week so far. But some of the young guys, uh, Cody, some of the young guys on the field, on offense and defense, I think uh, it's very important to understand that week 17, along with week 16, but week 17, understand this, listeners, Next year, be prepared for a new general manager. And I'm kind of upset that Houston isn't interviewing more GMs like they're interviewing head coaches. They've had three GM head coaches, but I think you need to have more of those considering the fact that I would personally like to have a GM before I have a head coach. That way it establishes the GM role and the head coach role. And we can kind of assume that Whenever you get a new GM and head coach, they're going to work hand in hand. But if I'm Houston and understanding where I was previously with my head coach, before we even gave him the general manager defecto title, he had a lot of say, made a lot of trades, even when Brian Gain was in the building. You don't want that. It worked out terribly in your favor last year, the year before that in the past. You don't want that moving forward. So you want, you want a partnership between the two, but ultimately – bring in a general manager that everybody that's above him 
trust to get his job done. So that does include Cal McNair. That does include uh, everybody that he has to report to. And then in turn, make sure that general manager and the head coach are continuously on one page to get the best deal done, uh, bring in the best players for Houston. But with that being said, can we come to an agreement that week 16, week 15, and now week 17 is an audition for everybody that would actually play for next year because of the limitations uh, Houston will face. And I looked at and I looked at the uh, younger guys on both sides with the ball, Cody. And I wanted to start off with the offensive side. Players like Kiki QT, players like Farrell Brown, Jordan Akins, Kaheli wearing the entire tight end position. Even at uh, even looking at Max Sharpen at left guard, getting the trust back that we had in him last year. Moving forward. Don't know if we'll see much time of him on Sunday, but offensively, what players do you want to see moving forward? Young guys, three to four year players on down, moving forward, really have a good audition uh, Saturday, Sunday rather, to close out the season moving forward. Of course, I want to automatically start talking about Kiki QT. I mean, he is he's been in the league more than three years, but you can honestly say that this is a guy who has never had an opportunity to actually go out there and showcase what he can do. You can also say the same thing for Chad Hansen as well. However, when I look at offense, I want to look at the second important position and that is the offensive line and the one guy that I'm going with is Roderick Johnson we talked about him a little bit at the end of yesterday's show I talked about how great he looked when he subbed in for Laramie Tunsil and you know John I I just want to go back to this this guy has a very good opportunity to make sure that he seals his chance to be a part of the Texans 2021 roster because we know how weak that interior of the offensive line is. I know he's a left tackle, but if he can experience playing left guard uh, or possibly right guard, God forbid if this guy can make the make the adjustment and get to right guard and he replaces Zach Fulton, I think that he is the key to make sure that this offensive line is not as bad as we have seen over the last couple of years. Because as we've seen, a great offensive line not only protects your quarterback, but it also improves your run game as well. And look, we're stuck here with David Johnson for another season, like it or not. The next general manager needs to make sure that he does everything possible to put David Johnson in a position to succeed, as well as protecting Deshaun Watson as well. And, you know, to your point of doing a, a better job of protecting Deshaun Watson, now Houston goes into the offseason with limited cap space. And as we mentioned and discussed yesterday, it's very important for whoever will be the head coach and GM to uh, evaluate that defense and improve it. No doubt about it. I actually had a, a very fun argument with one of my best friends uh, yesterday morning, went to Taste Bar, and we were discussing head coaching options. And he believes that uh, Dabo Sweeney is the guy to bring in. And I, and I said, you know what? I, I don't know what you're thinking, but I, I think you're way off. But one of those fun conversations. But to get back on track, um, Protection is key for Deshaun Watson, bringing in protection, but I'm not ready to give up on Max Sharpen. And I believe that uh, when we look at his injury that he suffered super early in the season on top of the COVID uh, you know, issue that he had to deal with, I think he was held back a lot. Don't think he was ever back into game shape uh, that he was in last year, and he suffered. And with the last couple of weeks, him being switched out of left guard, which I really hate the fact that 
you're switching him out of left guard, but you're leaving in Zach Fulton. At what point do you do you say to yourself, let's let's let this guy get some confidence? And that's what I want to see. If we have an opportunity to see him on Sunday play, I want to see him play a hundred percent of snaps at left guard, uh, unless you know injury happens. Allow him to gain some type of confidence while heading into the 2021 uh, offseason uh, so he can understand where his role is. Now, the defensive side of the ball, there's a lot of players to evaluate uh, in order to see where you want to bring them back, whether they're going to be situational players for you moving forward in the coming years or, or just how you're going to proceed. Now, I want to tell you guys about DoorDash because, I mean, honestly, I do this show. We do this show Sunday through Thursday. Uh for shows to be produced Monday through Friday. And a lot of times I just don't feel like cooking. It's a hassle. It's a hassle. I have my days where I enjoy cooking, but overall, sometimes I just want to eat, prepare myself for the show and get ready for bed because I have to be up early the next morning. So between the never ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, now that I'm engaged, everybody wants to talk, give me advice. There's so much on my to-do list, I'm just tired. I gave myself one less thing to worry about. I'm telling you guys about DoorDash to let them take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, your fiance wants pizza, your grandma who's in from out of town, she just wants to get some ice cream, craving some Froyo. There's something for everybody on DoorDash. And not only that, continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There's thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage more than ever now. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants for a very long time, and now they're counting on you. While dining in rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and $0 delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's $5 off your first order with $0 delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On, don't forget that's five dollars off your first order with code Locked On with DoorDash. Defensively, what young players are we looking forward to next year, and how can we get an evaluation not only from what we've seen throughout the season, but Sunday and moving forward? Got something to talk about. Betting on the NFL, the Texans, football in general doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag where you get your podcast. You know, after discussing the offensive side of the ball, which is um, which I think that's a fair thing to do, especially I mean for both sides, right? You want to you want to just know, and the more you know, the better, right? So when we look at the offensive side of the ball, we look at the fact that I think we all can agree that Kiki QT is returning next year unless he gets offers from from another team where he feels confident he's going to get more, where he feels confident he will get more. Uh, playing time but if I'm Houston I retain him right that gives you somebody that has a very good connection with uh, Deshaun Watson and hey he's a good third receiver he's one of those third receivers 
He reminds me of one of those players that is good enough to on any given Sunday, he can outplay a second or first receiver. You just never know, especially in the Texans case, considering where they uh, where where they land on bringing Will Fuller back and the money that they have to spend on him. Also, Brandon Cooks is due twelve million dollars. But to move on from the offense defensively, uh, where are we expecting our young players on the defensive side of the ball? Now, for me, there's a couple of players that I'm looking at immediately uh, defense on defense. Uh, Charles Omanehu, uh, he's been getting increasing uh, numbers of snaps on defense, and he's been playing well. Uh, a lot of times we may look for defensive players, especially in the front seven, front four, uh, to get sacks. But he leads the team in QB hits. Uh, and he does a very good job of creating initial pressure from the outside. I would like to see him just get better and make plays, uh, make defining plays. I think he's a very good uh, third defensive lineman. If you bring in, like I mentioned a few weeks back, if you can bring back Jadavion Clowney, who's a very good Robin, see where the relationship with the team and J.J. Watt is, uh, if you can bring him back next year. Also, which we're going to get into, how can you make the money work better on the defensive side of the ball so you can uh, get better assets? But also, Jacob Martin, he has something to prove closing out the year. One of the few bright spots of a trade that, Looking back at it, was a disastrous trade when we look at Jadavion Clowney. He should still be a Texan, but Jacob Martin has been one of those bright spots considering all things. And John Reed, for me, how can he build from a game where he had the most snaps in his young career, play 79% of the snaps? And lastly, Lonnie Johnson, he had a higher completion rate this year, but less yards allowed this year from uh, the previous. Uh, greatly improved his missed tackle issues that he had last year, started the season out with. Uh, he's poised to be with Houston, and I like I like to see a good performance in, from him in the upcoming game. So defensively, I just want to see the two, What which is kind of easy to say, I want to see the young secondary players. How can they... Uh, respond to the adversity, which they've been doing all year, but just closing out. They're going to play the Tennessee Titans. I don't know what type of mood Derrick Johnson would be in, Derrick Henry would be in to close out the year after being held to under 100 yards. And I think it was around 50-something yards he was held to uh, this previous week. And then up front, Jacob Martin and Charles Omenet, who both of those guys should return collectively next year for Houston. I think they are talented. I think they're very good in situational positions. But how will they respond going 4 and 11, 4 and 12, depending on how it ends, having this abysmal season? Want to see them perform on Sunday like they have something to prove? I want to agree with you. Um, Lonnie Johnson Jr. is at the top of my list because I don't think that he has done enough to say it's a sure thing that he's going to be back with this team next season you take a look at how much of a little bit of a disappointment he has been when you consider that he was the Texans second round pick in 2019 and we have yet to see the talent that the Texans were high on this guy for we have yet to see it we know Romeo Cannell and Anthony Weaver made the adjustment placing him at safety it seems like he started to find his rhythm when that change was made but at the end of the day I still want to know what was such the big fuss about Lonnie Johnson Jr. to get drafted in the second round in 2019? He's the last remaining of the gang guys. However, the number one young guy I would like to see outside of Lonnie Johnson Jr. 
is Terrell Adams. And I say that because, yes, Adams has balled out of control this entire season. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was interviewing for a sales job when he got the call from the Texans of saying that he was that they was going to sign him to the practice squad. And we all know due to injuries, he was able to get the opportunity to go out and showcase what he can do on the field. And the reason why I'm looking at Adams, we all know how terrible Whitney Merciless has looked these last couple of games. You have a young stud in Zach Cunningham. I'm pretty sure he has given the next general manager the ideal, the next general manager the goal of saying, you know what? J.J. Watt is getting up there in age. Whitney Merciless is far from the player that we thought he was going to be. Nine times out of ten, he's going to be the core of the Texans' defense moving forward. You mentioned Jacob Martin. If Adams and Martin can go out there and sustain their level of play from not just from the production that they have been doing over these past couple of weeks, but the final game as well, I think that is going to put the general manager in a position where they say, you know what? (laughs) We got to free up some money. Whitney Merciless is not living up to this contract. We have three defensive studs at the linebacking core in Adams, Martin, and Cunningham. At that point, why would anybody want to bring back Merciless? I know whatever GM comes in, they have to be looking at the – and like you mentioned, he can't be back. I just – the thought of him coming back uh, gives me a headache. It really does. Also, I know, you know, when him, J.J. White, Whitney Merciless, J.J. White, McKinney, what also gives me a headache are the amount of bad contracts. J.J. Watt's contract really wasn't, you know, that bad at the time he signed it, but we got to look at Whitney Merciless' contract. Zach, Zach Cunningham's contract is also in there, though I don't think he will get a uh, reconstruction. Uh, Bernard McKinney has one of those contracts, and I think uh, Darren Fells have one of those contracts. I actually think he would retire this year, but um, there are contracts on this team that are bad, and then there are contracts – um, that are going to have to get signed. So I wanted to just just a little bit, you know, really can't tell too much until the offseason, just a little bit hit on some of those bad contracts. Now, if I were a betting man, I would, I would bet that Houston will take a look at Whitney Merkel's contract, will take a look at his production and either make a change or try to figure their way how to get him off this team uh, moving forward. But with betting comes ups and downs, but you don't want to bet with anybody that you can't trust. And Locked On Texans, Locked On Podcast Network, we trust Bet Online. The NFL regular season is over with, basically. Now they're playing for who's playing in, who's getting in, who's getting out. The playoffs are around the corner. College football is here. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. As John alluded to before we get out of here, we're going to discuss some of the bad contracts that are on the Houston Texans salary cap as we head into this 2021 offseason. And John, you know, you mentioned, I don't know what you have against Zach Cunningham. I don't think his contract is that bad. You know, I consider a bad contract. Am I getting the value for 
the type of money that this organization is paying him. And he's a borderline Pro Bowl player. He's sitting at the top of the league in tackles. You know, I don't know this beef that you have with Zach Cunningham, but I just think it's a little bit unfair. It's not, it's not really a beef. It's just he signed this huge extension. And whether we feel or not he was worth it, uh, the Texans organization feels he was worth it. And the only reason why I say that because I may feel he was or wasn't, other people may feel differently. But I will say this, with the amount of tackles he has, he has a lot of missed tackles, he has bad performing, and he has yet, and I mean yet, to prove he can cover in the NFL. But he's still also a young a player. player. He's still developing, yeah. though. There's, there's also a play uh, from Sunday's matchup where the Bengals ran a wide receiver a sweep fake to the running back. It was clear as day that the uh, the receiver had the ball. Actually, it was Giovanni Bernard, but he was coming out of the receiver position. But nonetheless, his play recognition isn't good. He cannot cover. And in 2020 in the NFL, your linebacker, your best linebacker, has to know how to cover, has yet to I put that all together consistently, which is why I think Robert Sala would be a good pickup for him personally and his personal growth on the field. I don't think he's the contract that will get reconstructed. But Bernard McKinney, Whitney Merciless, those two linebackers, their contracts would definitely get uh, reconstructed. And possibly they may get released if it makes sense financially for Houston. Bernard McKinney... He had an injury this year, so I'm not going to say too much on him. Uh, but Whitney Merciless, you know where I stand on that. When, when you talk about bad contract, the one contract that is starting to bug me is um, Randall Cobb because he still has two years worth a little bit over $20 million left on his contract. John, you and I talked about, you know, how much money should the Texans put into their offense, knowing how much they have to do with their defense when you look at this wide receiver core yes you know there's the will fuller aspect of things and and brandon cooks i mean uh, he's good but he's not great you know he's inconsistent at times but when you take a look at randall cobb he has been a little bit of a disappointment this season not only that you take a look at what the texans are paying him and you, you consider he may not have the role in this Texans offense like he did this past season. As well as Kiki QT has looked over these past few weeks, I would not be surprised if Randall Kyle find himself in the same situation as Kenny Stills over this past season. Either way, the Texans front office, and I wish Chris Olsen was still around to help with some of his cap issues. Uh, but if he was still around, maybe some of these issues wouldn't have been uh, so so alarming to begin with, but we know that's one of those Bill O'Brien's botches. Uh, but we know that they will have their work cut out for them, and we will be here to, I don't want to say enjoy the ride, but we will be here for the experience and the ride of covering the Houston Texans and how they look to improve for next year, because I, I believe that Whatever happens on Sunday, it doesn't matter. It won't help or hurt your draft stop. Miami already has that. It won't help or hurt your playoff positioning. It just, you're not going. So next year is critical. And uh, I can't wait to see what we get out of this offseason. I am John, some sports guy, Hickman. 
Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Hey, don't be scared. Comment. Talk to us. Let us know how you feel. At us. Mention us by name if you have to. We love talking. I do. And I want to hear what you guys got to say. My show with my brother. I love doing this podcast with Cody Davis. And please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody. C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.